0: Be here this morning in the house of God because there's no God like our God. There may be many gods out there, but there's none like Jesus. The one that loves us so much that he was willing to lay down his life for us. Amen. Give me an honor to the shepherd of this assembly and his wife. We say praise the Lord. Just thinking about... The goodness of the Lord. This is a little shaky for me here. But uh, can we go up there then? Um, hold on. Hmm? All right. Well, we'll make it do. Do we have that wood one? Wood one? Yeah, this this is a little shaky here. Yeah. All right. But anyway, we want to thank the Lord. Yeah. Yeah okay we'll wait until that one gets here and all right uh that is more my style all right amen maturing is can be very interesting but we want to thank god for being here and thank god for what he's doing in this part of the vineyard because we're on a mission And all of us have been called, first of all, we have calls in our lives. And one of the first calls was called to be born. The second call was called to salvation. The third call is the call to be a disciple. And between that and what's on the calendar next we will call. There will be a call of the rapture. But in between that, there's work to be done. The question becomes, are you ready? What God has for you. On our journey from 2019, when we returned home from Kenya and Uganda, something that the Lord had put in our hearts. It was three things. Number one, He said that the church and the people of God must become kingdom builders again. Number two, change the people's mind to be kingdom workers because we're all part of the body of Christ. One blood that washed away all of our sins, one Redemptor, and his name is Jesus. And last but not least, you become kingdom lovers. So I was seeking the Lord and saying, Lord, what would you have for this people for this time? And the Lord had dropped in my spirit two particular books. The first book, the book of Matthew, chapter number four. Going down to verse number 17. From that time, Jesus began to preach and say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brethren Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And he said unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And they straightway left their nets and followed Jesus. The other scripture that the Lord had dropped in our spirits found in Ecclesiastes chapter number 3, verse number 1. To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under the heavens. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank and praise your great name for this word for this people. Lord, help us to sit down and help us not see us, but see you in me, O oh God. Lord, anoint these lips of clay that we might declare your word with truth, power under authority of the Holy Ghost. Give your people an ear to hear what the Spirit will say unto the church, and we will be careful to praise you. This we ask in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, Amen. Amen. And as we were looking at this and thought about the subject of what many people are going through today, and we want to speak on the subject, it's a new season. Step into it. It is a new season. Step into it. In the last few years, we've seen things that we have never saw before. It has affected the world, and it's affected the church also. Many are saying, what shall we do? We can always look to God's word. And God's word says, we must continue to follow him. The psalmist had it right when they sang, let Jesus lead you all the way. All the way from earth to glory. Let Jesus lead you. But until that time, there's work to be done in this season. And as we were looking at this, seasons are divinely appointed by God. Because Jesus has called us to be fishers of men. Listen, please. Because evangelism was at the heart of Jesus' work. And evangelism should be at the heart of what we do. The question becomes when he asks, who shall I send? Like he did in Isaiah 6 and 8. In this church will you say, Lord, send me. Or will you continually just stay where you're at? God is calling you. To a work today. The hour is late and work is to be done. You're more prepared than what you think for this season. I came along, God's given me a ministry of coming alongside. And when it was to come alongside, it was to pour into others the things that God has given me to do. So I come this morning with the four E's. I like acronyms. Someone said, what's the four E's? Number one, we came to help empower you. Number two, to help equip you. Number three, to encourage you. Why? For the last seed. So you will go out and engage to bring men and women into the kingdom of God. Because he has called you and me for such a time as this. You cannot do anything about the seasons before you, nor the seasons after you, but God has called you for this season. And the question becomes, will you answer the call of God for evangelism? Near or far, every one of us has been called to mission to fulfill, Matthew 28 and 19, to carry, John 3:16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, and I like this, whosoever believeth in him should not perish. The world is perishing and don't know which way to go. I rose to tell you it's time to turn to Jesus. And you are the answer to take to the world today. The more I looked at it, I began to think about change. One of the problems today is that people don't like change. But when we read in Ecclesiastes, it says, for everything has a time, a season to change. People don't like change because they don't understand change. If you talk to most people and while they get upset, somebody change something. I'm in the right place at the right time. I see some folks smiling. But the only constant is change. If we look two or three years ago, we saw a change. Two years of change. And even today, we're dealing with change. But as a people of God, we're changing for the good. We're changing to be energized. Many today in the church have lost the fire. When they used to love to come to the house of God and, and left to worship. But now you come to the house of God and something has happened. No longer do you have that change. No longer are you excited about worshiping God. Anybody remember if you couldn't wait to get together? Couldn't wait to get with one another to tell about the goodness of the Lord and only he has done for you. This is an instrument that we will take to the world and kingdom living. We make it hard. All we have to do Let's tell them about what the Lord has done for you. All of us have a testimony. Ah, I must be in the right place. I heard somebody say, that's right. I stand before you as a miracle, and you are a miracle. Some of you should have been out of here a long time ago, but because of his grace and mercy that you're still sitting here. Some of your friends are still out in the street doing their thing. But here you sit in the house of God, worshiping him, giving him praise and glory, and have the hope that he's coming back one day to tell somebody else to get ready. Because ready or not, he's on his way back again. Can I go just a little bit farther to share with some of the things that are to pass through me? Because God is dealing with us, his people, Everywhere. To step into this new season. Step into the new season. It's no longer business as usual the way it used to be. We do not move the cornerstones. The death, burial, and resurrection. But the way we do things have to change so we can reach them. Invite them the way they did in the book of Acts. Where they got together in fellowship. Fellowship. One with another. We just passed one of the most important days of Christendom, but we rarely talk about it. You say, what's that, Brother Walker? We celebrate Christmas. And that's right. We celebrate Easter or Resurrection Sunday. And that's right. But Pentecost, the day that the fire fell and lit on each and every one, a lot of times we think the Holy Ghost is just for jumping and shouting, and that's part of it. But the main reason for Pentecost was because of the fire to endure from on high. So you go in the highways and the byways, give you holy boldness. If you don't have the Holy Ghost today, you need it. Because Jesus told them to go back to Jerusalem tell they what? Was endure with power from on high. At the Alliance, God has a purpose, a plan, and a place for each one of you. The question becomes this morning, are you willing to answer the call and the place? Because you are significant in the plan of God, and in his plan, all he's asking you to do is follow me. He will take an ordinary person like Peter who was a fisherman and made him fishers of men. I must put a note on that. We are to catch them. Jesus is to clean them up. I'm going to get trouble this morning. we bring people, God saved people and bring them in. we started wanting to take this off, do this, that, and the other to them. It's God's word that will clean them up. It's God's word will make him love him. We don't frighten him into the kingdom. If you frighten them into the kingdom, you have to frighten them to stay here. But when you tell them about the love of God, they will serve him because they love him. Am I making any sense? I want to go back. I want to drop that in my heart. There are two things God wants us to do today. First, He wants us to move into a new level. Second, God wants to move us into a new dimension. Simply said, things that we haven't seen before. He wants us to begin to believe in miracles and see miracles. No longer do we talk about the miracles of God, but miracles are still happening. I stand before you as a miracle. And some of you are miracles. And all you have to say is, God did it. Can not go around the block one more time? Y'all have to excuse me with my country vernacular. But God did it. Am I making sense? God created us for seasons and the seasons are based upon the rotation of the earth. And as the earth rotates around the S-U-N, we're much like the sun but we rotate around the s-o-n it doesn't move and we're the ones supposed to be moving Mm -hmm. keeping him in view and always going forward things change in our lives but he's a constant changing god because if things don't change we'll never grow And it's time that we grow up in the church. It's time that we be about our father's business. The enemy has caused fear to be unwrapped in the church. I'd rather use the acronym. Some say when the enemy comes after you, you can face everything and run. But we as people of God, we face everything and ride. Hallelujah. Rise to the occasion. Rise to the work that God's called us to do. When we leave here today, we would hope that somebody would say, it was good for me to be in the house of the Lord today. I come with expectations and the Lord did not disappoint me. But some come to the house of God with no expectations and leave the same way. It's a sad epitaph. But when you come and get your praise on, as young folks say, he may not change your situation, but he will change you in the midst of it. He'll give you a praise. He'll give you a dip in your hip and a glide in your stride when you leave. Woo! Didn't we have a good time in church Today, but how many of you have brought the sacrifice of praise to the house of the Lord? We're going to change into church and say, church is not the way it used to be. You are not the way you used to be because you used to come ready to praise God. The question becomes, are you willing to bring a praise to the house? The scripture tells us in Psalms, what shall I render unto the Lord? I will take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. See, some of us take our salvation for granted. See, I don't know about you. I wasn't one of them goody-two-shoes. It took Jesus to clean me up, to turn me around. See, y'all are too holy for this. I had to change some of the words in my mouth. Turn around and use them for kingdom building. Woo! Yeah. Anybody know what I'm talking about? The first people that noticed change was my friends. So I stand before you this morning. If somebody knew that there's been a change in your life, are you doing the same thing you used to do? I told you I'd get myself in trouble before I leave here today. Change. My brothers and sisters, this is a season. God wants us to get excited about Him, excited about your salvation, excited about going home to be with the Lord. Can I use some soft vernacular? Most of us have more years behind us than we have in front of us. If you don't believe it, take your age and double it. Let your church say amen. That should let us know whatever God's given you to do. Now is the time to get it done in this season. I went a little bit farther and thought about the seasons. In the seasons, there's always a reason. Some seasons that we go through, we can jump and shout. It's called mountaintop. Woo! Everything's so good. But then there's the seasons of the valley where we'd rather not go, but yet it is necessary because the things you learn on the mountaintop, you will never learn in the valley. Because we say, Jesus is all that I need. But when you're in the valley, you find out he's all that you got. Because some people say, bro, I'm with you through thick and thin. And when troubles arise and situations and you look for them. I know i am known them without friends like that. They're nowhere to be found. But in the valley, you learn the lesson of David. What is the lesson? You learn to encourage yourself. Ah, I don't know who's going through something. We look a lot of times at other people. But I heard the psalmist say, I will look into the hills which cometh my help. I appreciate what you're doing, but my help cometh from the Lord. And your help cometh from the Lord. And you only learn this. In the valley. I rose to tell you this morning, for every going in of the valley, there is a coming out time. Some of you feel like you're in the midst of some situations. Because some of us know how to checky. What is that? How you doing? Oh, blessed and highly favored of the Lord. And nobody knows what you're going through. But if you're halfway in the middle of it, you're on your way out. And can you begin to praise God in advance for what he has done? Am I making any sense this morning? I'm so excited about God. This is the season. This is the season to be blessed. This is the season. That God wants to do some things. But today, I want to talk about a man that most of you know. And his name is Peter. Peter was a man that went through some season in his life, just like you and I. And it brings me to the three principles about stepping into a new season. When you say, yes, God, you step into a season. The first thing, stepping into a new season will bring new changes. We said change is inevitable. and we just look around, everything is changing. But the word of God. I know I'm going to get myself in trouble. The word of God says, be ye holy for I am holy. And we must begin to change. I love the children's song that says He's still working on me. I'm not quite what I ought to be, but He's still working on me. Anybody else the Lord working on? Woo! My my my! I'm in the right place at the right time. See, some folks don't realize they need some more work. Am I the only one need a little more Jesus sometime? Am, am I telling the truth and shaming the devil? He's getting us ready. Like I said, we're close to leaving here what we think. Let me continue here. I'm just so excited about this. I was looking at this and think about the seasons, and I thought about some season things have to die out. Some of us have some things that God's trying to die out in our lives. Some things that we've been wrestling with. It's time for it to die out. Turn it over to Jesus and let him work it out. We did everything that we can. Turn it over to Jesus. Let him work it out. And at times when we go in the valley, it brought back to mind. In the valley sometimes, Tears will be running down your face. In the valley sometimes, you'll feel all alone. In the valley sometimes, seem like everything you touch turn to mud. Everything. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Seem like everything you touch, mess up. But we asked the question, Lord, what am I to learn from this? Because he's trying to grow up. And when he's growing us, he's stretching us. And when he's stretching us, it's uncomfortable at times. But remember me talking about the three P's. God's got a purpose. God's got a plan. And God's got a place just for you. And he's trying to mature you. So when the time comes, you will be able to step into it. He doesn't make it hard when we go back to those fishermen. All he's saying through it all is, follow me. Follow me. Sometimes in the world when I look on the news, there's so many people trying to get you to follow them. I admonish you this morning. Keep your eyes on Jesus and follow him. Because he said these words, I will never leave you or forsake you. You know what I'm talking about. So keep holding on to him. Hallelujah. Today Jesus is telling us to follow him. And I asked again, "Are you willing to follow him? Are you willing to step into this new season of change? There is growth to be had. There is work for this church to be done. God did not put this church here just to put it here because it. Need, this is to be a saving station. Put your hand on old C B or so. Forget. Put your ears on. When you realize this when you work working for God, there's something you must come to reason with. What is it? You must realize that we are a people that serve a perfect God. But we're all broken in some kind of a way. Why is that important? Because when you look at somebody else, you will realize they need help like me. And when he sends you an in, in, in uh, Christian living, he'll send you with some tools that you will have to take with you. You say, what is that, Brother Walker? Grace, mercy, and forgiveness. Those who have needed a lot of grace, guess what kind of folk he's going to send you to? They don't deserve it but neither did I, neither did you. So he'll send you those people and see if that grace and mercy will pass through you to them. And last but not least, you will take love. It's a sad attack that some say about Christians. You say, what is that? They're the only ones that killed their wounded. Our job is to reconcile them back to the Lord. Because when we think, but by the grace of God, there go I. But because he had grace, because he had mercy on me and you, we sit in the house of God. And as you go out into the highways, into the hedges, Can you take this? Can you take your testimony? Anybody like me? If he can save me, he can save anybody. Can we get amen? That will make you love other folk. Second point that I want to make. Stepping into a new season will bring new challenges. There is no doubt when Peter was called to follow Jesus that he faced not only changes in his life, but he also faced challenges to go to Jesus because he found out that there is a cost. Jesus said, count the cost to follow him. We also know that there is a cross of bear. And any time that you talk about crosses, you talk about suffering. This is a suffering way. Sometimes we oh, if you just get saved, you ain't gonna have no problem. How many folks know when you got saved, seemed like everything broke loose on you, but you have a testimony still standing. Mm, that's enough. Some folks ought to shout around the church, or somebody else say, "I ain't taking it. I'm leaving," but you're still here. Woo. I hope somebody be in help today. His faith was challenged because he was asked to step out into a storm. Some of you will have to step out into a storm to follow Jesus. When others will tell you, what's the use? And you will say, I hear him calling my name. Don't do it. No, but I got to go. But when you hear him calling your name, you will step out into the storm and you learn in the valley to keep your eyes on the Lord because if you don't keep your eyes on him, you will truly sink. And the more I look at Peter proclaiming when he stepped up to the challenge, he was the one that said he is the Son of God. Jesus washed Peter's feet. And many instances Peter stepped up to the challenge. But there was a time that Peter failed. Not once, not twice, but three times. He fell and ran off and wept bitterly. And at times when we fail the Lord, we should wept bitterly. Some folk have oh well attitude. But when you love him so much, you will not want to fail him. Because it's the love that kept him on the cross. And our love for him should keep him, keep us in his service. And I thought about Peter again when he stepped into another season. And everything went wrong around a fire one day. And he denied him three times. It's something that I want you to know this morning. There is no failure that the love of God can't reach. You can come home again. Tina Turner asked the question, what love got to do with it? I know all y'all been saved all y'all life. Y'all know anything about that. Jesus answered the question. That's what John 3.16 was. He loved us enough that he died. It wasn't the three nails on the cross that held him there. It was because he loved you and I. And that's why we must take the love to the world. To that person that's failed miserably. We don't want to put our foot on them. The only reason, I love this quote that says, the only reason we look down on anybody is to help them out. Can Jesus be your hand? Can you be the hands and feet of him to help them up? Third and last point, stepping into a new season, burst new challenges for Christ. In Acts chapter 2, as we said, in that new season, it was the very season that we're living in today, over 2,000 years ago. Peter was transformed from that fisherman, and to the mighty preaching machine that we talk about today. Listen, I believe that there are those who knew Peter three years before that was amazed at the champion that he became in God. And some people, if you're walking with the Lord and doing his work, will be amazed. How did you do this? How did you do this? He say, it wasn't me. Say, it was Jesus. He did it. Not taking any glory to yourself. So in this new season, if you fail God, and if you want to come home, you can not come home again. Peter's is our example. If you want to become a champion in God, keep your eyes up on him. Let him prepare you where he wants to take you. And in closing, I promised the Lord whether I went near or far, if he inspired me to give my testimony, I would. Because it took 27 years to walk into who God said that I am. God can call you something. It's up to you to become it. The period in between what he calls you and becoming is called preparation and training begins at home in the church. One of the things that the Lord told me, and I carried it for 27 years, he said he would send me to the nations. He said that he'd give me a ministry of coming alongside. He told me that my latter days would be my greater days. In a year and a few months, I turn 80. Glory to God. He said, when others sit down, he said, that's when your ministry will start. He told me, he'll give me a ministry of pulling down walls that's divided his people. That's why I said we must become kingdom builders. Changing the people's mind. Many things about them know it's all about the kingdom work. To become kingdom livers. But last but not least, he said he would give me a ministry of coming alongside to support. When we read in Ephesians about the gifts, we usually run run right on past the words, and some helps. I was talking to the servant of God for the man of God this morning, how that helps is so important in the church. Because the help is the one, he's the one that ministers to the man of God. Helps is the one that won't push the work over. Some folk, if they can't be the lead, they'll tear the work up. I know that doesn't happen up here in Akron. Hello. I rose to tell you, every one of them, God is done. What am I saying? Some of you have been carrying a dream and we usually teach seminars on it. Some of you have been carrying a dream and a vision and the enemy of your mind saying it's not going to happen to you. But I rose to tell you I'm a testimony. If you hold on, let God prepare you for where he wants to take you. And then one day you'll find out Your season has come. And the Lord will say, it's time to step into it. And if you believe that today, let's give the Lord a hand praise as Pastor comes. (laughs) Hallelujah, Pastor. (laughs) Amen. All right. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, Elaine has had to put up with a young man. And as David says, I once was young, but now I'm. But she's still with me. And I've seen many changes. And if you stay with somebody, you will see what? Many changes.